This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Well, Happy New Year. Hope you had an enjoyable and relaxing holiday break. I don't know about you, but I loved all the memes and the stuff that I saw on social media over the last week or so about sort of taking time to take a break, to recharge, uh, you know, intentionally lowering your productivity. <laughs> Lots of memes of, uh, you know, people sitting around the house in their PJs, drinking hot chocolate and all that stuff. Um, and that's great. I, I think that's fantastic. I think it's so important for us um, as professionals, as PR practitioners, um, writers, communicators, to really take that time for self-care. Um, we run, we typically run at the pace that our audience runs at. And, and really our audience, when you think about it, is the reporters that we work with. I just had this conversation today with a reporter, you know, um, he, he wrote to me and asked me, are you working today? And I said, I'm always working because you're working. If you're working, I'm working. Um, so, but hope you did have some time to, to rest and relax, uh, to do those things that you want to do in your private life, which is, which is great because we got a big year ahead of us. Um, it's, it's always an exciting time of year, I think for me, um, because it's, it's just that opportunity time, right? Anything can happen. Um, and not that we're wishing for anything to happen this year, because we've had plenty of anything happening for the last two years uh, with COVID. So we, we don't hope that anything happens, but we also hope we take a, a and you take advantage of all the, the terrific opportunities that lay before us here in 2022. All right, enough babbling from me. Let's get right on to our guest. We have a terrific one to start the new year. Let's get right into it. Ashley R. Cummings is a freelance writer specializing in commerce, marketing, and SAAS. Her philosophy is simple. Create content that's interesting, optimized for search, and that is conversion-driven. Boy, if that's not uh, having all, the, all your priorities in order, I don't know what is. So let's get right to the conversation. Ashley, welcome to the PR Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Tell us about you and your business and a little bit about what we talked about in that intro there. Yeah, you bet. So um, like you said, my name is Ashley Cummings. Um, I've been a freelance writer for a little over 10 years now. Um, I specialize in long form content. So I mostly write the blogs and the eBooks, the reports, anything that you know takes a long time to read, but you can dive deep into. Um, and yeah, I primarily write for e-commerce um, e and uh, um, marketing SaaS companies. Um, so that can mean anything from like Salesforce to like email marketing companies like uh, Campaign Monitor or Omnisend. Um, I do a lot of writing for in the um, marketing, influencer marketing and content marketing worlds as well. So I, I write for hashtag paid, um, different places like that. But but yeah, it's uh, been a great career for me. And, um, it's flexible. It's timely so I can work with work and hang out with my family. And it's yeah, it's just been it's been great. That's terrific. Let's talk a little bit about SAS because I think uh, it's one of those acronyms that is, you know, uh, has shown up in the last couple of years, and maybe not everybody knows what it is. Could you just do a little explainer for us and why it's important uh, as a market for you to tap into? Yeah, absolutely. So SAS stands for Software as a Service. So it's anything that um, there's all sorts of different SaaS companies. But it's essentially any, any software tool that helps businesses run more efficiently. 
Um, and, and then, I mean, that can mean anything from, you know, um, something to help programmers, something to help financial companies. Um, the kind that I specialize in is um, the kind that an e-commerce company would, would would use. So something or a marketing or or a marketing SaaS tool that um, a business might use to help them market more efficiently. So like something like Shopify would be a SaaS tool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically writing um, and helping people understand why those SaaS tools are gonna help their business grow, work more efficiently, and just essentially be able to get things done, done a little bit better. And, and tell us why you decided to jump into that. I mean, this is, this is an area that really has taken off in the last couple of years. What, mm -hmm. what makes it appealing to you and, and how can people use it and use it better in your opinion? Yeah, so for me, uh, I, I have a background. Um, my background is essentially in, that's actually kind of diversified, but most relevant to this conversation is, um, is, is marketing. And I actually, when I started writing, I was writing for um, a marketing agency that they essentially did SEO. And, um, and then I started writing for some different e-commerce tools, but eventually it kind of morphed into, into me writing for for marketing companies that, um, not marketing companies, but marketing tools um, that, that help companies grow. So one of the first companies that I wrote for, um, not one of the first, but the first SaaS tools that I wrote for was Campaign Monitor. And they're an uh, email service provider, something like MailChimp or Constant Contact. And um, what they do is they help, they help companies with their email marketing, they help automate it, they help make, make it possible to make di dynamic content to segment their lists, different things like that. And so from there, I just kind of got got interested in, in SaaS and all these different tools that are available to businesses to help them automate and to help them scale and to help them just grow their businesses a lot more efficiently than if they were to use manual processes um, or to go it alone. And so that, that became super interesting for me um, to write about. Um, it, it's also, I mean, it's also a great, a great place as, as far as like a niche where, where people are spending money. <laughs> so, so that was good for me. I mean, it's, it's fun to write about food. It's fun to write about travel, but when you, you know, when you write about tech and when you're writing about software, there's a, a little bit more opportunity to, to grow as a writer and to, to make a little bit more money. So that was, um, you know, that was a, a motivating factor for me as well. And do you find that people are um, really desiring written content? I mean, I guess they are, right? Or you wouldn't be in business. But tell us about sort of the importance that, that you are seeing uh, for written content. And like you said, the long form written content that you specialize in. Yeah, you bet. So this is kind of a loaded question. So I hope it's okay if I just talk at you for a minute. But um, I, I certainly love all types of content and, you know, TikTok fan, <laughs> all, all sorts of video content. But but written content really is one of the most critical critical parts of a, an effective content marketing strategy. Um, essentially, written content, content, it's one of the marketing tools that you have to engage customers, um, generate leads, and, and lead customers down the purchasing funnel. So there's, uh, as I mentioned before, there are several different kinds of written content that businesses can invest in. And all of them serve kind of a, a, a slightly a different purpose. So for example, a case study, it's an excellent tool to show potential customers how your products and services help clients. Um, usually it helps them show how they've overcome challenges, um, how they implemented your particular SaaS solution um, or product, whatever it might be, um, and then how to achieve measurable results. So something like a, a case study is a great way. It's a, it's a great, almost like a sales tool that you can use to say, hey, this is what 
um, of previous customers have been, these are the exact measurable results that they've seen. And this is how our business is helping them grow, helping their, their company grow. Um, and then it's, it's fun for me. I love to conduct case studies because I, I love to, I get to dive deep with the customers that have used some of my clients' products or tools and, and experienced tremendous success. Um, I mentioned before that I work with some different email service pro providers. I've, I've written a lot of case studies actually for, for Omnisend and it's, it's cool to be able to interview uh, one of their clients and just see the, the results that they've seen after implementing implementing the SaaS tools. I guess first the challenges that they were experiencing before implementing the SaaS tool and then um, how after they were able to segment their, their, their customer lists and just start engaging customers more effectively um, right away after, after starting to use some of their tools and automations. So, um, so that's one tool. Um, and another like type of written content that's super important um, that all cust customers should invest in our, our blogs and articles. And I probably spend the bulk of my time writing blogs and articles. But um, the first thing that it helps is it, it helps you establish your brand as an industry leader. So it gives you an opportunity to share your expertise on relevant topics and then offer in-depth insight around a topic that really people can't find elsewhere. So I guess to, to give you an example, I'm one of the writers for um, hashtag paid it's hashtag paid it's a creator marketing platform and they they connect brand with popular creators so it's kind of like an influencer marketing um and brand like um i guess the tool that helps them connect with each other but um the posts that we write they're they're super timely they're well researched they include examples from brands, from creators and experts that are seeing growth. And then, so when someone is interested in creator marketing um, and, and or they're a DTC brand that wants to grow or an e-commerce brand and they, they go to the hashtag page blog, they, they'll get high-end insight on what they can do to build their brand through a creator marketing. They'll get examples of how other brands have made it work and recent updates, things that are happening in that world. Um, and that's just one example, but um, brands that invest in these high-end articles, it, it really can help establish them as an industry leader and um, help them stand out of the crowd. Um, and besides that, it's also, um, it's also a stellar way to keep customers on your website engaged in your content and also um, keep them incentivized to keep coming back for more. So I, I actually like to use the example um, of two of the two of the biggest uh, blogs that, that I like in my space. So it, for example, if you wanna learn something about e-commerce, you're gonna go to the Shopify blog and the big commerce blogs. Both of them have stellar writers. They have like really in-depth research. It's all super timely. And um, it's kind of become a place or a hub where people can go time and time and again to learn how they can build their business, how they can use these tools and um, what they can do uh to, to build their business um and then i think the the result of that is that when when these customers they do need additional tools and services to build their business they've been reading that content for months and months and they're they're likely to start where it's familiar they're they're gonna they're gonna go where they've been getting excellent advice and they'll start you know they'll invest in shopify and big commerce so um it's it's a great way to to um to, to engage your customers and to, to help them, to help familiarize them 
with your brand um, over and over, I guess. Yeah, a, um, lot, a lot to unpack there. And, and yeah, you, can tell, right? you can tell how passionate you are, right? The one thing that I keyed in on there was how um, the, the different varieties of writing, right, content mm -hmm. uh, that there are, uh, the different types of content that you, written content that you can use, um, but also um, making sure that you are writing from an informed point of view. And you mentioned research. How much mm -hmm. research are you doing? Because you're, you're working with clients, right? You're constantly learning about their business. Same, you know, PR, we're all always learning about other someone else's business, a client's business to better understand it and then to, to do what the client hired us to do. But mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about your process of researching um, and getting to know the subject matter so that you can then produce an original piece of content that is going to achieve the goal they want to achieve. Yeah, you bet. Research probably takes up the bulk of the time of what I do. Um, and there's two different ways that I research. First is um, when I when I when I research a new client, like um, when I'm onboarding a new client, it takes a lot of time to learn how their how their SaaS tool works, what their SaaS tool does, um, who their audience is, where they fit in the industry, what their competitors are doing, and uh, um, and also to, to go in and to start writing expertly for, you know, a software essentially takes a lot of upfront work. Um, and when I, my process for that is, is usually I just, I dive right in. I, um, I talk to, I talk to their company. I always have a kickoff call and I try to, you know, ask as many relevant questions as possible to find out, you know, what they're doing, what they want in their writing, you know, how they fit in, in the industry. And then I, I read their, what they've written basically religiously it takes it takes a lot of time um to you know to dive in and just learn what they do a lot, a lot of times I'll, I'll actually demo or use the product um just to see how it works and you know what problems it's it's um fixing and whatnot um so so that's what, what I do when I when I get a new client I actually I typically like when I get a new client because it's such a big investment and because the the industry that I work in, it's it's it does require that hefty lifting at the beginning. I usually require um, I usually require that you know the client enters a contract and we we establish a long term relationship. Um, but then, as far as an article, the research process is a little bit different. Um, and again, it depends on what kind of content that I'm writing. But for for a blog post, for example, um, I would say that one thing that I'm doing is I'm constantly reading. Um, I'm constantly reading the industry reports that are coming out. I'm constantly reading conversations and participating on conversations that are happening on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, and then I also spend a lot of time combing through original data. So I, I write a lot of reports. So a lot of times client will clients will just send me like, hey, we've conducted this study. Here's here's the not necessarily the raw data, but here are the numbers crunched. Um, you know, turn this into a report. And so there's a lot of different things that I that I do to research when I'm writing an article and when I'm or when I'm creating a report, but it, it all kind of boils down to just keeping up on the conversation, understand what's happening, reading other industry industry blogs, inter interviewing professionals and just gathering as much information as, as possible to, to make sure that I'm current on the trends and know, and know what's going on in the in the industry. It's got to be though, like reading multiple books simultaneously, which I'm, I'm not a terrific reader. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read a lot of stuff, a lot of short stuff, you know, newspapers and magazines. I consume a lot of stuff, but I'm a really bad long form reader. You've got to be an incredible <laughs> long form reader, I would imagine, right? 
I, I do a lot of reading. I, my book reading, I, I try to save my book reading time. Like it's, it's kind of like, I try to save that for, you know, fiction and nonfiction and more of the literary stuff, which is also important for a writer to do. Um, but yeah, I, I spend a lot of time reading <laughs> a lot of blogs, a lot of, a lot of books that are coming out, but but and yep, are you, you then sort of, are you, are you grabbing all that information and kind of compartmentalizing it or taking notes or are you like, go through your process, right? You're reading all this stuff and then how's, how are you formulating what your final product is? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, again, it just kind of depends on what I'm writing, but usually when I'm reading, I, I like to keep a swipe file. So essentially I just, there's different topics that I'm always writing about. So I'm always writing about e-commerce. I'm always writing about um, marketing. I'm always writing about different different tools that will help e-commerce and mar- and um, e-commerce and DTC businesses grow. And so, any anytime I'm reading something like that, and then uh, um, I I usually keep a file that just has relevant information that I know that I'm going to use in an article later. It could be like a report. It could be stats. It could be um, some. You know, it, it could even be like a, an expert that I've connected with on Twitter or that or that's published a, a great article or something so I just keep a swipe file so that I have that information handy um sometimes my my process can be lazy and I can you know I can be like oh I'm gonna save this to my desktop because I know that I'm gonna use this in an article but but for the most part I try to keep everything um it, it, everything like together and in, in in a swipe file with with different topics um so it's a little bit more organized is there a, an average amount of time that you give yourself to go from zero to finished product on any long, let's t- say a blog, right? You're writing a mm-hmm. blog on a new topic. How, how quickly are you churning something like that out in? Is it a week? Is it 10 days? Is it less? Yeah, um, mostly, most of what I write, I usually write a minimum of about 3000 words. So give or take it, it depends on 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 the client and what they want but for the most part I write the, the longer form um articles that are have a lot of interviewing they have sometimes they review case studies they review data different things like that so typically I mean I I, I spend a lot of time gathering and researching information but when I sit down to write it's usually about a, a four to five day process just putting oh, that, it all together that long. Okay. Wow. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It takes a while. I, I kind of have a process t- for it too. I, um, usually I'll, I'll pitch my topic and then I'll have, I'll, I'll gather all the information that I've read about the topic. And then, and then I, I create what I call like to call a dump doc. Um, and that basically just has that just dump everything that I've learned in there. Um, and then from there, I'll just, I'll draw up an outline and I'll, I'll be like, okay, this isn't relevant or this is relevant. And then I, and then I can take that research and put it into my outline. And then from there I, I write, but yeah, it, it takes, it takes a while to, to write that. And when I say four to five days, I should, I should mention that I, I typically don't ever write longer than four hours a, a day, just because after that, my brain is fried. Your brain starts um, to go right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's not like four days of writing for 24 hours, you know, it's about, you know, four hours. And then I go, you know, have a normal life. (laughs) But I also don't think that, um, well, I'm, I'm, I was going to make a generalization, but I'll say it anyway. I'm not sure that people appreciate how long it takes to write something like that from the, from the initial stages of learning about the thing, educating your thing yourself about the thing, the interviews, the research, the formulation, and then the final product, right? Mm -hmm. It really takes quite a long period of time. 
to write something that um, is going to go, I mean, let's say it's a blog or, you know, like you said, a long form piece um, that's going to, that's going to sit somewhere and hopefully attract both eyeballs and action. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, and going back to the way, what we introduced you about in terms of optimizing for search and being conversion driven um, are there, are there, I don't want to say tips and tricks, but like, are there, are there ways that you do go about optimizing for search or making something that you write conversion driven? I mean, mm -hmm. is it as much as just a hyperlink to a product or, you know, something similar like that? Or is there, is there something more to it? There, there's definitely uh, more to it. Usually, I mean, optimizing for search is definitely, it's part of something that a writer does. Um, usually when I, when I work with a, a client, I require that they, or hope at least that they have an SEO on their team because it takes a little bit of collaboration. Um, as far as what I do, I don't do a lot of the in-depth keyword research and stuff like that. There's, there's usually an SEO team behind that that's saying, hey, these are, these, are the, um, these are the keywords that we're targeting. These are the topics that we're going for. These are the content pillars that we want. And then from, for me, from there, I, I take that and I try to, um, I do a little bit of research around search intent, search intent. Um, and then I, and then I optimize throughout, I, I kind of have a little process that I follow as I optimize, um, an article for search, a search engine optimization is interesting too, because, um, it, it changes a lot, like what, what works and what doesn't work changes a lot, depending on what Google is doing with their algorithm. And then it, it's, it's kind of interesting now too, this is kind of a topic for a whole nother conversation where you could get an SEO in here, but. Um, I mean, the kind of content Google favors often isn't, isn't always necessarily the best content that's out there with the best advice. Um, and it's, it'll be interesting, I think, to see what's happening with um, people start with, you know, web 3.0 and people starting different projects. And there's a, a lot of new newsletters that, that are going out and a lot of new blogs and um, just like media blogs that are coming up. I think it'll be interesting to see, I guess, what happens in terms of like, I guess, like newsletters and new platforms as opposed to, to Google. But, but for now, I mean, Google is the, is the industry leader still, and, and you kind of have to play by their rules still if you want that, that, um, that visibility, uh, and it's a long game. So, so yeah, I yeah, don't know if that answers your question, great, but. <laughs> no, yeah, it totally does. And great segue into um, kind of where is the future of written content going? I mean, what do, since you're in the middle of it, what do you see the trends um, or, or the or the you know the mile markers, the indications of where written content will go in 2022? Yeah, um, I mean, content written content. I think the, the it, it's basically. I mean, it's more important now than than ever, and it will continue to be this way. The more that we continue to, to become more of a digital and a virtual um, society, the, the more that you know, words on the internet or videos on the internet, basically anything that's digitally based is going to become more and more um, important to how businesses run. Um, and, and I like to use the example too of, I mean, if you just take e-commerce companies with the, the pandemic, essentially, I mean, retailers that had never even considered going online were kind of forced to go online. And, and with that comes, okay, well, all of a sudden we need an online presence. We need people to be able to find us. We need people to, we need product description pages that are good. We need content that's good. We need people to be able to find us online. And, um, and so, I mean, really every brand, every business needs to be investing in 
in their written content and making sure that they're um, they're writing engaging engaging content. Um, another thing that's interesting right now, I, I think, is um, building communities. And there's there's several different ways to do that, but definitely um, you know using written content to to um, bring people together and to be engaged online is a is a, and there's a lot of different ways that that can go, and I'm not sure yet, to be honest. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens in in 2020 and moving forward. Well, we will definitely be watching, and and we'll check in with <laughs> right? you as the as the year <laughs> unfolds, uh, sure. since you're on the cutting edge of this stuff. Um, this is a great conversation, Ashley. Thank you so much. We're going to segue yeah, now you. into the uh, rapid fire question portion of our podcast, where we steal a page from inside the actor studio and ask our guests a series of rapid fire questions meant to elicit a simple answer, you know, gut reaction, maybe a laugh or two. So Ashley, with <laughs> your indulgence, here we go. Rapid fire question. Number one, what is your favorite news source? Uh, the Hustle. Oh, I don't know that one. Elaborate. <laughs> they are so they're they're kind of like the morning the morning brew. I, I was trying to decide if I was going to say the morning brew or the hustle, but the hustle is a, a little bit more up and coming, and they just sent out a, a newsletter that um, has just like funny fun. Sometimes they're funny, like quick takes on what what's happening. A lot of a lot of times it's related to what I'm doing. So, but it's it's fun. You should check it out. Yet another email that I'm going to have to subscribe to. <laughs> I must, I must right. get about 50 of them every morning, I but, I, but I love them anyway. I'd rather delete than not know. So the right. hustle, I will put that one on my list. Rapid fire question number two, what is your favorite social media platform? I should say Twitter since I'm a writer, but I have to, I have to go with TikTok. <laughs> it's fun. And where, where can we find you on TikTok? Oh, so I'm not very active. I'm kind of a lurker, but I'm planning this year to, um, I'm planning this year to, to, to grow my following and talk a little bit more about freelance writing, but it's just my name. It's Ashley R. Cummings. All right. We'll, we will definitely Same subscribe there as well. I'm, I'm a bit of a lurker myself. <laughs> I, I, I think I have like three or four posts up there and they're not even that good. I'm, I'm not much right. of a TikTok guy, um, but maybe that's something that I should resolve to do in the new year. <laughs> right. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's going to be a good place for me, but I do, I spend probably most of my professional time on Twitter, but my fun time's on TikTok. Sounds good to me. Rapid fire question number three, coffee or alcohol? Hmm. Can I, can I say like fizzy water, like a LaCroix? <laughs> I'm not oh, much of a okay. coffee or yeah. alcohol, but I'm, but I'm certainly like, I'm like a fizzy, fizzy, fizzy drink kind of person. I like soda. I like fizzy water. I, I am the same. I, I am a seltzer. I'm a flavored seltzer guy. When I, yep. when I stopped drinking three years ago, I discovered you know, I started drinking seltzer. I had no idea how many flavored seltzers there were. Out there. Right? I know it's wonderful. I love <laughs> no, it. So if you open up my refrigerator, you see it at at any one time several six packs of flavored seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> All right, rapid fire question number four. What's your favorite on the run food? Ooh, cheeseburger. Oh, good one. <laughs> any particular place? There's a place where I'm from called JCW's. It's only in, it's only in Salt, well, it's in, it's in Utah. There's about four of them, but mm, they make a delicious on-the-go burger. All right. We're going to have to check it out. Rapid fire question number five. What do you want to be after you finish this career? Ooh, I'll, I'll probably be a writer forever, but I, hopefully once I'm done writing about, you know, business, I'll, uh, just, you know, I hope to just write poetry and books and just kind of sit on the beach with my pen and, right words. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Well, right. Ashley, this has been a great conversation. Please let people know how they can find you online. 
Yeah, my um, my website is www.ashleyrcummings.com and Twitter, like I mentioned before, Twitter is uh, probably the best place to interact with me and my handle is just at Ashley R. Cummings. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Ashley. And thank you everyone for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the PR podcast and send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Apple. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and on the web at jodyfisherpr.com. We'll see you next time on the PR podcast. Podcast.